Welcome to Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. I'm Melissa. And I'm Sam. On today's episode, we'll be chatting all about private practice season three, episode six, Slip Sliding Away. It was written by Fred Inesman and directed by Helen Shaver. It aired on November 5th, 2009. Enjoy. Woot woot. Yeah. <laughs> so I read a really great book this week and by read oh. I mean listened to an audiobook. Oh wonderful. Because I had heard that for this specific book that's the way to go. Okay. So it's um Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor mm. Jenkins Reid. It's about okay. a rock band in the 70s. And there is there are different people who read each role. It mm-hmm. it reads like a documentary or oh. like a um no, like a documentary, more. Okay. It's like you hear all the different people. Gotcha. And one of the people, one of the actors, mm-hmm. not the characters, one of the actors becomes a very important person on private practice who okay. you don't know yet. So I'm not going to okay. say who. Okay. But if you either have or have not watched, if mm-hmm. you have watched, you will know who I'm talking about and enjoy gotcha. it even more. And if you haven't watched, you'll just enjoy the book. So I suggest that. I also listened to a great podcast from Alana Levine, Little Known Facts, which is a podcast I've talked about before. And it's Kate Burton, who plays Ellis Gray, Mm -hmm. and also Secretary of of State on Scandal. I forget the character's name. Iconic, but but Yes. So it was all about her growing up with her dad being Richard Burton and like her mother, mm. her stepmother is Elizabeth Taylor, which is wild. Crazy. I know. And I didn't, I mean, I knew I who her that. dad was, but I, she, Elizabeth Taylor had so many husbands that I didn't even like put the family tree together. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. She has so many step siblings, but wow. anyway, uh, I highly suggest it. Okay. I don't know when they recorded it, in respect to when she was filming Grey's Anatomy, that she gotcha. we know that she is coming back now. Okay, but at the very end, Alana's like, "I'll let you go. You have a TV show to shoot," and I can't help but wonder, just oh. like Carrie Bradshaw, I couldn't yes. help but wonder <laughs> if it's Grey's that they're talking about. I wonder. I know. See, little nugget, little nugget of little, mystery. Little, little. Um, so I will link both of those in our show notes. But Wonderful. If so you have, have you read Daisy Jones and the Six? No, I've never even heard of it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It, it was really big like two years ago, and it's been okay. on my list, but I had, gotcha. I just got to it. Um, okay. It's really great. If if any dear listeners have read it, I'd love to talk about it. They're making it into a TV show, I think a mini series on oh, a limited exciting. series, whatever they're calling it now, on yeah. um, some station. They just started filming. It's all over my Instagram now. I think my phone's been listening to me say Daisy Jones yeah. <laughs> a million times. <laughs> right. Yeah, but it's it's great. So if you've read it, let me know. If you listen to the podcast, let me know. And yes. Yeah. Uh... That's awesome. I'm going to have to check it out. I've been looking for like a new new book to to get into. So I might have to check that one out. Yeah, it's real good. It's real good. So our patient breakdown for this episode, Slip Slide in a Ra- yes. Slip Slide in a Way, is it really is. Lily Jordan, who has stage four ovarian cancer. Curtis and Sally Donovan, who have have selective IVF. No, are considering selective IVF are selective yes. IVF couple that's right. also a tongue twister selective IVF the V's get you 
Um, and Barbara with depression. And then we're going to do first notes and miscellaneous per usual. Yes. What's your first note? I said, okay, Chloe Purse. <laughs> I felt like this is very much so a bag episode for Addison that I'm sure we'll talk about later. Oh, yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, my goodness. she's This woman is scared to leave her. Lily is her yeah. name. Scared to leave her cat. And I'm more of a dog person personally. So. Mm-hmm. I grew up allergic to both, but you know. Oh no! So, yeah, I know, girl. It was sad. A lot, of, a lot of ER visits after spending the night at friends' homes with with pets. It's it was a journey. But oh, ER. Oh my goodness. I know. Glad I you're know. still with us. Praise God. <laughs> <laughs> then I was like, OMG! I was like, this is the same woman who is the daughter of the mom. Follow me here. Okay. Who gave. Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis, the uh-huh. fortune cookie in Freaky Friday. Yes, so, yes, yes, it is. Um, I was I was also looking her up because I knew that I knew her from somewhere. I just yes. assumed it was Grace, but no, it was Freaky Friday. Yes, I got so excited yep. about that. So we could say that she is the hero of that movie. Honestly, oh for sure, for yeah. sure, it was such a turning point. Yeah, not not a mother and daughter finding common ground, but no, Lily Jordan, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely special. Yes. All right, my first note. Yes, please tell us. Is Fife, there you are. I knew you were coming soon. There he is. There he is. You were waiting on him, huh? This is my first time meeting him. I know. What are your first impressions? Child, he's something. (laughs) Let me let me scroll down to Dr. Fife. I said, okay, new doctor. Um, I think that he's snarky, obviously, but Mm -hmm. it's in a comedic way, in a in a charming way, I'll almost go to say. Um. Yeah, I have so much more about him, but I'll you know I'll wait till we like pr- progress. But yeah, uh, that was my definitely my first impression of him. I was just like, oh, he's here to he's here to shake things up a little bit. I think in a in a good way. So uh-huh. not sure they needed shaken though. Yeah, I mean, there's already kind of a lot lot going on. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, so it was interesting to introduce a new character, also so late in the season. I thought too. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Do you think he's going to stay around? We're musing early this episode. I think so. I think okay. he is. I think the way that they've established, especially like now he and Naomi's relationship. And mm-hmm. then I take that back because for whatever reason, I was like, this episode was almost giving me how many episodes are there in this season? Let me check our doc. 20 something. Oh, oh, well, then I take back what I said, because as soon as I said it, I was just like, Melissa, I said so late in the season, but it's it's not late. It's not like last season. The one where the writers oh season one yeah nine episodes yeah yeah mm-hmm. where it was like shorter but okay so like we are nowhere near the end but, but this it's gave still mid. Like, it it's still mid season yeah still mid season it gave very like you know it gave like kind of like peak season vibes ish yeah I feel you sweeps what my mom calls sweeps sweeps yes <laughs> you know it's nice to see a new face and I think he'll stick around for a little while after seeing how beautiful she was this weekend at the Tonys and then watching this episode I was just like I really can't get enough of her <laughs> I know I know I watched it directly before the Tonys or as Did I called you? the Audras yes and I I said she didn't age at all. It looks like, I mean, it is the same person, but it looks like she just went like I did from she, afternoon viewing to evening yes. hosting. True. <laughs> Truly. Truly. She's just gorgeous. Like even just looking at her looks and the black and white theme she gave us mm-hmm. at the Tonys, her hair, like she just stunning. So good. Everything. So should we talk about Lily Jordan with stage four ovarian cancer? Yes, let's. Mm -hmm. 
I thought it was really relatable about talking about um, missing designer things, like once you can't have them anymore, yeah. while cuddling on a cat. I said, I could see myself <laughs> doing that as well. I'm like, oh, the Kate yeah, like, Spade is now discontinued and I just hilarious. can't have it. Obviously, like, her stakes are higher. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But you're like, this is me. I see myself in this character. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally get it. I thought about that too. And it's like the things that, the material things that you will still miss, even like when you're for lack of a better word like facing death's door it's it's yeah. amazing like those kind of like trivial things that you still think about because like a girl's a girl's a girl and mm-hmm. like you know we love a bag so I understand oh, I love <laughs> I have so many bags they're all Girl. still packed in this pink box right here really are you gonna yeah. keep them packed for for LA yeah <laughs> yeah yeah as you should <laughs> and then Addie says I'll find you a cat walker what just offering up oh you don't walk a cat (laughs) right like what really I didn't even know that was a thing in LA I shouldn't be surprised like there's probably a bunch of those kind of like jobs miscellaneous jobs but yeah I never heard of that no because it doesn't exist it doesn't exist I was about to say like don't they walk themselves well they don't walk outside right I was like an outdoor cat unless it's an outdoor cat like you don't just casually see people with their cats on a leash yeah. strolling them down the street no a lot of this episode i think was showing addison's growth okay and it goes from her knowing absolutely nothing about cats mm-hmm. to finding a cute bag and then liking cats again yeah oh i see i see what you're saying yeah mm-hmm. like her kind of arc in the episode yeah i get it okay yeah and I then we meet charlie charlie his name isn't charlie but it's charlie from scandal that's what i know him as i was a little hilarious so what's his name and what's, what's his character name in this um doctor doctor oh yes oh yes charlie oh my gosh full circle <laughs> I should and i know knew no it's fine no i i was trying usually i'm awful with the name so this time i was like really trying to be <laughs> Bri- Bri- brian the new oncologist yes him yes yes and i saw his face i was like his face is so familiar because mm-hmm. i'm so used to seeing it on scandal all I, know, the time. I was like a little afraid he was gonna like pull my teeth out or something stop it no <laughs> yeah i'd like definitely used to him playing like scary roles well that scary role in particular but yeah exactly. yes uh we meet him i said how dare he i was like what a first impression to make <laughs> i know <laughs> with him and addison but it reminded me um who who was the doctor that was married? The, see me with names already. Noah. Last Noah. Didn't he and Addison? They had a kind of like a very intense first impression. Yeah. Like that was like almost like giving off like I don't like you kind of vibes, and then like how they wound up. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember their first moment together. So I found it very interesting that Brian and Addison had kind of this like you know. He came in like as the, the new oncologist and Addison's like, actually, I did the initial treatment. And then like fast forward to we see later in the episode when he asks her out. And I was like, that came as a surprise to me because I thought they were about to be like rivals. But <laughs> interesting. <laughs> I feel like this might end up in the bloopers. I feel like Addison uh-huh. is like, no man can compete with me. I'm not intimidated by any man. <laughs> Yeah, I get yeah. that from her too. Yeah. Basically anyone. Which I kind of like respect. Oh, yeah. Yeah. More about Addison not knowing anything about our feline friends. She says, mm-hmm. how's his hair? To a cat, to a short-haired cat. What? What hair, Addison? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Hilarious. And then immediately I say, oh, no, she's dead. That was so sad. Girl. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't believe it. I was like, 
yeah, that threw me forward. I said, I said, what? And yeah, I was so, and it was even like, you know, more sad that Addison had, you know, took the time and like found the bag. Like I said, I was like, she's all about bags this episode, mm-hmm. you know, found the bag for the cat and to walk in that way. And not, did he know, did, I got to keep checking for his name. Did Brian know that she was dead already before they went into the room? I don't think so. It didn't look like he did. I feel like he would have been notified in some way. You're right. You're right. Yeah. No, you're right. He would have told Addison. I thought the way he turned around and told her, I'm sorry. I was like, bro, did you know? And just like weren't saying anything? Sad. It really was. I feel like we never see like caring for the body after death. In yeah. Shondaland, I'm thinking of um, when Schmidt is with his, I believe, uncle who died. Mm-hmm. We saw a little bit of that, but it was more of like a Heberkadisha type thing than yes. uh, taking care of the body. Yeah. But I thought it was very interesting with how much death we see in Shondaland. Not so mm-hmm. much on this show as you see, mm-hmm. but um, how much death we see in Shondaland that there isn't a lot of you know, I don't want to say embalming because that's a totally different thing, but mm-hmm. I, you know what I mean. No, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, just that kind of care. Mm-hmm. And you're right. We don't really see see that aspect of it because uh, I'm trying to think specifically of an episode that even I was like surprised that they were showing. You know what? That was a completely different show. I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's. It's power, Um, the show power and one of the main characters, we lose them um, in like either the last season or the second to last season. And um, it was after it was like the start of a new season. And we were curious as to whether they were going to live or die. And they kind of like showed the care for the body in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I don't know why I automatically like placed that scene in Grey's, but it it didn't happen there. So both great shows, (laughs) both great shows. Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have anything else for Lily? For Lily? I didn't have much on her because she wasn't with us for very long. Um, I just said, I kind of like grouped, uh, who was her sister, correct? Iris. I believe cousin, but yeah. Cousin. I, you know, didn't have much about her, but I kind of threw a comment under Lily for her. And I just said, Iris came for the cat. (laughs) That's all all I had to say. (laughs) I really like Lily. I am sad that we didn't get to know her for longer. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like she and Addison could have had the relationship that Addison and Noah's wife would have had without the drama <laughs> oh, yeah no. yeah like yeah, I could see them like you know hitting it off yeah it a little bit reminds me of a relationship between a patient and a and um Amelia you know Amelia's coming oh, Amelia starts yeah. um yes it reminds me of a of a relationship that Amelia has with a patient way down the line okay okay actually mm-hmm. I didn't I you know what I think I've maybe from like a couple episodes I did see but that actually makes me really excited and I'm glad that Amelia joins us. Oh no, I feel like I spoiled you. No, you didn't. No, because I definitely have seen so like I've even even when they do the um, you know, the cast photos uh-huh. and stuff on like Netflix and stuff I saw and I just like I just didn't think twice about it. So you really you really just reminded me. Okay. That she's, cool. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> that she's coming, but I'm excited either way cuz I I really like Amelia. She she grew on me with Grays yeah. and yeah. So she'll grow even more with private practice. I find I find that people who did not watch private practice for whatever reason, I mean, they Uh, should. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I find the people who only know Amelia from Grey's 
don't like, don't her. like her very much. But, I can understand that. Yeah, when they when they know her from private practice, mm-hmm. I find that um, the private practice fans are more. I don't want to say forgiving. Understanding. Yeah, yeah. They they see the bigger picture of her whole okay. life. Gotcha. That makes sense. And that, yeah, that makes sense because you get to see her in like not another universe because it's still Shonda Land. But, you know, do, do you feel that her character, sorry, this turned into the, the Amelia show. Do you feel I'm like it's mad about more, it. more developed in the private practice? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. It's kind of like you under you understand her more. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I don't know when my turning point into, like, really liking her happened on Grey's Anatomy because at first, like, I did not. I was like, she's not quirky, but she's yeah. um so snarky and stuff. Yes. And I was just like, I'm not about her. But I think – I want to say it was, like, the Superman stance episode. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I think that's when I, like, fell in love with her and I was like, that's my girl. Yep. <laughs> she did that, that surgery. Only freaking superheroes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Very cool. Yes. <laughs> Curtis and Sally Donovan, our couple. Yes, the Donovans. Yeah. I said, it's so unethical to spring a patient on a doctor with no notice and no warning, no matter the circumstance. I agree. I agree. Like, literally threw her in the room that when she was like, can I speak to you outside for a moment? I knew exactly, like, how she felt because it's like, you ambushed her. (laughs) Yeah, because, I mean, I feel like no matter what industry you're in, like, if you're in sales, if you're Mm -hmm. in... I can't like in law. I can't think mm-hmm. of any other <laughs> professions yep. right now. Yeah. But no matter like you want to know what you're walking into so yes. that you don't look bad and yep. it don't waste anyone's time. And in this case, like they're definitely paying a copayment. And I feel like a lot of insurances don't cover this type of treatment. Mm. So they're paying a lot of money to see you. And if you are not educated on their case, then you're wasting everyone's time. And especially exactly. someone with Naomi's um expertise yes they probably I mean they have heard that she is the best and she is what she does yes exactly yeah and I feel like especially coming off of our um Zoe and Amelia storyline not Amelia Shepard Amelia yes uh, Zoe Salter and Amelia the other lady I don't yeah I know what you yeah of that I don't want to say the trauma that it caused her because obviously it caused the families more trauma but Mm -hmm. she's probably you know walking on eggshells a little bit with her yeah with her um confidence yeah her she's just be extra careful sure absolutely that makes sense but it was a great way to introduce Fife yes it surely was it was it was really it really set up I feel like his personality um and kind of like was a good catalyst to put Naomi into this situation Mm -hmm. yeah when Fife says you're afraid of – no, it's William, actually. When William yes. says you're afraid of the slippery slope, but you're already on it. Mm. And she says, yeah, but I'm not skiing down it. That's what Naomi Ooh, says. A response. Yeah. They're, they're both right. Yeah, I do. I do. I I felt that multiple times in this episode that I was mm-hmm. just like, they're both – yeah, they're both right. And they're both coming from places that I can completely understand that are both for the benefit of the patient. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah which made it hard 
I said there's a this is probably a little bit I know that it's actually a little bit earlier than the moment you're talking about, but it was um tickling me when he was like really dragging Naomi about her confidence, like yeah. as a doctor, as he was like raising his chair up. I was just like, <laughs> ooh, that that power play, that little power dynamic there. And then of course I had the moment, me being the hopeless romantic that I am, I was like, is there some attraction here? Like, you know, underneath all of this, like this knickknacking. I was just like, what's going on under the surface? Something's boiling. Okay. <laughs> Whatever you say. Another early musing. Um, I don't know if that, that that's true or not. And then, of course, I jumped to conclusions and I was just like, oh, they like each other. But it's just like, I don't know that. Like, this is literally only scene two. <laughs> and then similarly to what you said about him saying about being on the slippery slope, when he told her... Um, after she like came in and like went in on him and called him stupid and small and all that stuff. He was just like, you finally got over your fear of the wheelchair. And I was just like, wow. Yeah. Like once you get past like all of that, you know, all the labels that you put on someone with like a disability Mm -hmm. or um, physical ailment or anything like that. Any way different. Any way different. And you just like, you know, get to, you know, the core of who the person is and you can speak to that person like as a person, you know, without being like, oh, I have to tiptoe around them because they're in a wheelchair and this, that and the other. And that was like, it was actually kind of cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. I love the way that he said that because I mean, deep down, he is still rude. (laughs) He's still super snarky and entitled. Exactly. and she, for a while, was like, I uh, I can't – like, you're doing this. But then she finally got down to it, and I was impressed. I was also impressed that she did it so quickly, as he said. Yes. Yes, exactly. Like you said, like, yeah, you being in a wheelchair doesn't absolve you from being, like, a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. Everything is selective, right? Because yeah. even as we get further down the line of this um, situation – when she chooses the healthy embryos over the ones with the gene mutation, mm-hmm. it's not because the ones with the gene mutation would make them little people. It's because the ones with the gene mutation will make them die from something unrelated. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And they're saying that, like, you know, that essentially they'll take whatever, that they'll take the risk. But it's just like – and I feel like we've, we've run into this situation similarly with another pregnancy mm-hmm. um, and – the series um but yeah it's like that this question keeps being raised that it's just like are you willing to like you know I guess as a parent especially parents who are trying to get pregnant like you just feel so desperate that you're just like I'm willing to take the risk yeah but then when you have doctors being like but the risk is (laughs) is too risky you know what I mean that it's just like it's going to do more damage in the long run if you're going to have an unhealthy baby and deal with the repercussions of that and you know, even I'm thinking about like past that, like, you know, then having to go through the emotions of dealing with them sick or if they pass, like mm-hmm. I see how the doctors try to like see it in a future tense. But um, yeah, but yeah. Eugenics is such a dirty word and it's such mm-hmm. a very um, controversial thing. And yeah. it has a horrible history, of course. Mm-hmm. But when you're getting down to it, I definitely don't want to come out, come off as being pro-eugenics because I'm not. But I feel like yeah. everything that Naomi does mm-hmm. has something to do with eugenics and maybe not naming it as such. But mm. again, picking – if you have 
three embryos in front of you mm-hmm. and one of them shows that it will like the baby would be born without a brain or mm-hmm. like what happened to April and Jackson's baby with um, osteogenesis yeah. and Pervecta, mm-hmm. something like that. And then you have a baby that will not go through that pain. Yeah. Do you choose blindly? What one do you choose? Do you like? Yeah. 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 Not that I'm at all pro eugenics. Don't want to come off like that no, at all. I understand. I but said, yeah. Yeah. Excellent question to pose. Yeah. She's on the slippery slope already. She is very mm-hmm. much so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on a lighter note, much lighter. Yes. I'm yes. obsessed again with Naomi's recurring addiction to eating chocolate when stressed. I said the same, <laughs> literally, Sam, literally the same thing. I said, I love that chocolate has become a theme for her in high stress situations. I know. And then I was like, Audra is funny. Like, she's actually. I felt like this episode, we we knew this already. Oh, uh, yeah. We knew her range, but I felt like there was so many opportunities for her to show her comedic side in in a very, you know, scurry uh, way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because she was like, you know, because she was under pressure and she like was stressed out about this situation. And I just love that she always comes back to chocolate. So good. Yeah. It's like Lexi and eating when she's stressed also. Oh, yes. I forgot mm-hmm. that that was a thing. Oh, still tender, still tender. Grey's Anatomy watchers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, back to Fife being super entitled. Mm-hmm. He's, he literally says, and I wrote it down. Mm-hmm. So what if they have cancer in 20 years? I'll cure it by then. I can't deal with the entitlement and the horribleness. Like, it's, Who says that? We're halfway to 20 years now from when this was. Cancer and- has not been cured. Look where look where we are. We wow. we can barely leave our houses. Even to say, come on, <laughs> yeah. literally. What's even to doing say, about that? That statement in and of itself is just like so outrageous. But you know, to even think it, but to to say it, it's almost it's almost comedic. And I say almost very loosely. Yes, and I'm sure he meant it <laughs> in the most <laughs> serious way. But no, that's actually all I had on Fife. Yeah, I think he believes that he will cure cancer and uh-huh. everything else. Uh-huh. My last note for them was actually their scene that they had with Audra. And I was like, this white baby interrogation is sending <laughs> me. I loved I, it. I know that it wasn't meant to be funny, but I... I, I like it kind of was. Up. You think so? Yeah. Okay, that makes me feel better because I was just like, am I just like a goofball who just like sees the comedy and everything or um did they mean it to be that way because they you know they were right like I totally got what they were trying to get her to understand in the scene yeah um but it just like it was just really funny to me how it quickly turned into like an interrogation for her literally (laughs) holding like the eight by ten of Maya who has an eight by (laughs) ten sitting on the (laughs) right right someone who (laughs) loves their child apparently yes Yes. it's so funny yeah, we yeah. haven't seen Maya in a while, a long That's while, right. and we haven't seen Dell. I just am realizing it that we haven't seen Dell in a long that was while. In my miscellaneous notes, I was just like, "Where's Dell?" Because yeah. when you said something about somebody else who, who you said that we hadn't seen earlier, or something Sheldon. Like that. I said Sheldon. We see him in the next episode, but I think last episode I said I missed like that they should have seen Sheldon instead of Violet because she was not in the state to see them. I wonder if um. Oh my God, Jeffrey is her name in real life. Who plays Maya? Um, I wonder if like things were picking up for her in her career at this time. If that had anything to do with it, or if the writers just didn't didn't have any material for Miss Maya at this time. Okay, 
I'm just wondering. But you say that very tentatively, so maybe she coming back soon. <laughs> All I say is okay, and I know that our see. listeners, our as our on call room friends would say, our podcast ghosts are squealing at multiple okay. points in this episode. And okay, <laughs> I don't want to speak too prematurely. No, definitely nothing premature. Absolutely okay. nothing premature there. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, I thought that they both did a really great job, Curtis and Sally Donovan. My, yeah. um, it ended up being a different outfit, but I almost chose Sally Donovan's outfit as my Sam style this week. Oh, okay. It was like, um, kind of like acid washed, mm. um, animal print almost with mm. that like flowy vest that everyone wore in 2009. Yes. Yep. I almost chose that. I didn't, but she gets Classic. a shout out. I thought that they both okay. did just an incredible job. I thought that they did too. I was just really happy that they highlighted little people actors and that they were able to share their story and mm-hmm. share their perspectives because I think that there's a lot of people. I know that I learned a lot um, from this episode. So I was happy to see that. Yeah, I'm always thrilled to see diverse casting, especially when it's, I don't want to say non traditional because obviously for this storyline, you would have to have little actors. Right. But um, just, I'm just thrilled to see people working I feel like that comes up so much on this podcast and I don't know if it's because we're both in the industry and like thrilled Mm -hmm. to see friends working but um I'm just I like to see everyone working a lot yes absolutely yeah side note Mm -hmm. did you see Carter is on CBS I sure did (laughs) yes I did I watched him last night and I was just like me too so thrilled I feel like we need to put a plug in for him. Yes. So um, our friend Carter is on FBI International. I know mm-hmm. him from high school. Do you know him from pre-college or do you know him from – I know him from like pre-college and pre-pre-college. Um, we took from the same acting teacher to prepare for our college Jill. auditions. Jill. Yes, yes exactly. Everybody took from Jill. <laughs> Everybody took from Jill. Everybody and a mama. <laughs> yes, truly, truly. So yeah, I I think it's great. Yeah. obviously we love primetime television but yes. i was i was texting him and i was like that dog on that show is the best <laughs> i love it incredible incredible he gets to be like out in budapest and yeah yeah so proud of him it's, it's great so yeah watch fbi international we want that to stay yes. on the air forever we want carter yes, to be employed do. yes we do <laughs> so yeah he's great uh he plays yes. oh i forget what the last name it is but i think the first name is andre special agent andre okay something. Great, great. And this was my first time. I know this is the second second episode. Yeah. This is the second, and this is my first time. I missed the first one, so I actually have to go back and watch it. But yes, check him out. It's okay. You've been real busy. Girl. (laughs) (laughs) Story of my life. All right. uh, Leaving Carter Redwood land, we're going to move on to a not-so-happy thing, Barbara with depression. Yes. uh, Miss Barbara. My girl. (laughs) It was so weird that this turned out to be the comedic story of the episode. Yes. Which, you know, I lived for. I was literally sitting there on my bed this morning and I was like, my jaw was like literally dropping because I couldn't, couldn't believe how it took a turn. No, I remembered this story, but I felt like I remembered it being on Grey's. Because it doesn't seem like a private practice. It seems like something with that do 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 the music we talk about all the time in the background. No. Yep. I know. Which honestly just like. Yes, because it was something something about this that felt like, you know, they deal with heavy stuff on this show, but 
it was getting like borderline scary, almost like what Violet situation almost yeah. like, like that's like the most intense thing that we experienced. But like after like she had like regained her memory and she wasn't remembering this one specific thing, I was like, that's actually really scary. And then before it became revealed, I literally was just like, I had a moment where I was just like, is she not remembering him on purpose? Because it's just like, like yeah. Pete was saying, he too was like, specific. it's not making, too specific. It's not making sense. Why would you remember everything else and not this one person who like you were getting ready to spend the rest of your life with? Yeah. I don't know a lot about ECT. Honestly, most of what I know is from Next to Normal, the musical. Oh, okay. <laughs> Kit and Yorkie. Um, yeah. But I think, again, that if she doesn't remember her fiancé, that some, some, something's, something's up there. And then Truly. Violet came to the same conclusion like 10 minutes after I did. Yep. Yep. Because I thought the same thing early on. I was just like, she faking it. But <laughs> yeah, I had no proof. I didn't know why she was. like, Because I didn't see the boyfriend as scary either. But then I thought like maybe it's that same old trope of like giving nice guy but is really like awful guy I didn't know what to think so that was like an unexpected brilliant I think turn yeah (laughs) after it's revealed that she did make it up Mm -hmm. I wrote I don't have any words to describe this woman's actions which is a problem because this is a podcast (laughs) (laughs) it's that good though it's almost like listeners like it's one of those things that it's like you have to experience it for yourself. Yeah. Because how do you articulate that? Like before she had – I knew it in my spirit. But before she revealed it, mm-hmm. I was cracking up because, you know, she was like being um, reacquainted with like the, the, her senses and everything. And I was like – she's like, I don't need a man. I can smell now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she was smelling those flowers. She was like smelling the jello, asked for more jello. I was like – she said, I'm good. But – that was my favorite when they were asking about fights or something. And she's like, can, can I have more Jello?" That's when I knew. I was like, this is. Yeah. This is comedy. Because I was like, <laughs> this is crazy. I said, is she purposely trying to forget Jimmy? And then I said, oh, oh no, she don't remember her man. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That was, I really enjoyed Barbara. Yeah. What got <laughs> me is that she didn't even tell him in the end. Pete and Violet did. And she's sitting there in the room, like they're, getting, they're yeah. getting her shot from the blinds from outside of the the room. And she's just like staring into space while like they do the dirty work. And I was just like, it even, ha- it was nice. I'm glad that they gave us the moment, the scene of like Violet and Pete, like laughing about it because I was like, I had to have that release as well. <laughs> do you have anything else for your best friend, Barbara? Or I don't, unfortunately. No, no. <laughs> I have a good chunk of miscellaneous for this episode. I feel like we had a lot that didn't like go neatly into the folders like they did last week. All right. I only asked where Dell was, but I'm interested to hear yours. (laughs) Oh, where is Dell? I don't know. We might find out soon. We might not. I don't know. I'll just say, okay. I miss him. I know. Me too. (laughs) Me too. Um, Okay. I'm saying, oh, at the beginning, We've been saying how Violet is not ready to come back to work as a psychiatrist. Yeah. And she's like, I'm saying what I think and they like it. I have questions. Yeah, me too. Because at first I was like, yes, girl, I'm into this. And I'm just like, oh, on the other side of the spectrum, this isn't healthy either. No. (laughs) I said, why haven't you always been telling the truth? What were you saying before? And also, how blunt are you being? Right. Because... 
Yeah, like, I, I guess I took it from, like, a comedic standpoint. Yeah. I was just like, I felt like she's always been honest with her patients and with her coworkers. So I just felt like now she's, like, doing it in a different way. Like, she's just, like, really blunt about it. Like, that's t- to me, was the only difference. But I I get, like, you know, I that's one thing I I think I forgot to mention. I put it under Naomi. I think that's why. But that's when she was um telling Pete, <laughs> like, kept grounding Pete in the fact that, like, Violet is not ready. Like when she yeah. like repeated. Oh, that. I loved that. I love that too. And I was like, she's right. She's right. Cause this is just, even though it's giving the appearance of like, I'm good now. It's not good. <laughs> yeah. I have that note later. It's at uh, timestamp 2357. Mm-hmm. Um, the scene between Naomi and Pete is so touching, but yeah, yeah they have such an underrated relationship. I'm going to, I'm going to work on noticing it more because I feel like, that you don't think about their relationship. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. Because they've had another, they had another like really good moment previously. I don't, I'm not sure if it was this season, but I'm trying to remember when. But I was just like, I feel like we don't see them in scenes alone often together. No. And I enjoy when we do. Yeah. But, yeah. I yeah. agree. I agree. Back to when they're in the break room. Mm-hmm. The first time and the second and the third and the fourth time that I heard Mm. Cooper demean cats, I was so hurt and I wanted to punch him. Even though I have a dog now, it hasn't changed (gasps) that I love cats. Okay, okay. And then Sam, who I'm usually all for, comes in and says, why is Catwoman sexy but a woman with cats is so not? I wrote that down. I I know. And then I said, not you too, dude. That was quite quite the question to pose. That I, know. I was like, he's so silly, man. That's literally the only note I have for <laughs> Sam. I think that he's so good and that he's just so Tay Diggs that sometimes it's like mm-hmm. not in an off-putting way, but sometimes it's just like he knows he's funny and knows <laughs> he's good. So sometimes his line delivery, like when it's felt from like that perspective, I just like have to laugh because it's just like I just feel like he's being him a lot of the times and I've I'm not mad at that, but <laughs> no, no, I I get that. I also feel like being a cat lady got really cool in like 2013, 2014. Okay, but before that, it was very like, oh, you have cats, right? Right. Yeah. Now I do feel like, yeah, I feel like our generation has kind of turned it. Yeah, cats a and bit. plants are cool now. Cats and plants, <laughs> truly, yes. Yeah. When Violet is talking to Addison, being very blunt. Uh-huh. She says, I think it's the perfect way for someone with commitment issues to work through them. <laughs> Violet! Not this drag. Violet, I She's see just... you. <laughs> I know. There was moments that I was actually like, do you, girl? Yeah, mm-hmm. say it. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. She's no. not wrong. It's just like. <laughs> but also not the time funny. or the place. Right. Not the time or the place. Like, or the part, like, you know, Mm-mm. we already know Addison has her, you know her feelings when it comes to relationships and yeah (laughs) yep when sam and addison are in addison's office Mm -hmm. and she said this is again i think tay diggs being funny i had a pet hermit crab once sam is holding a seashell up to his ear like people do to hear the ocean and then he puts it down when addie says that and i thought it was just a hilarious little easter egg that you wouldn't have noticed otherwise but oh my god so funny i wish i I wrote the time stamp down oh yeah (laughs) that's okay oh my god that's funny yeah it was also funny when she was like we had horses and people to ride them and clean them and like they just lived at our house like okay okay girl yeah 
when Charlotte is riding in the elevator with William, I thought it was so nice to see her so vulnerable. We yeah. we really only see it with Cooper and we don't really see yep. her, you know, at work because she is just like the boss mm-hmm. of multiple places now. Yes. And it was really vulnerable to hear her be like, and I have lots of patience. I do. Yes, absolutely. No, absolutely. I thought the same thing. Um, that was actually also the scene that I was like, I'm really digging her silver jewelry. And that's coming from like, I'm a, I'm a gold jewelry girl through mm-hmm. and through. Like, I feel like I like barely wear my silver jewelry anymore. But I thought it looked stunning on her in that scene specifically. And yeah, I agree. And I had even wrote, I was like, Wow, actually, I have like a lot for Charlotte. This oh, we love that. I love to hear it. To say crazy, but I'll skip to this moment specifically. Um, I said, does she feel that she has something to prove to him? Since because this is the one who told her that like she, she has heartless. no heart, yeah. right? Gotcha. I thought so. Yeah, and I was just like, ooh, I felt for her in that moment because it's just like I think that we all can say that we've been in situations where we've been around people that that you feel like you have something to prove to, and it's like it can be such an icky feeling and I hated I hated that she felt that way mm-hmm. and that she was trying to like overcompensate by being like I'm doing great da, 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 da. yeah yep and then Cooper says William White doesn't matter I said Cooper thanks for being nice to our girl again <sighs> okay I wrote that down too that was beautiful mm-hmm. I said way to be a good boyfriend William doesn't matter and she's like yeah sometimes you do need to be told that like so-and-so don't matter like I love that I love that moment especially when he was not nice to her last week right Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. um skipping to the end where it's Mm -hmm. Addison and Sam in Mm -hmm. their in in Addison's um living room Mm-hmm. It, she really still is not a cat person. Like, why is Addie so surprised that he came out for food? Like, right. animals come out for food. She has no idea. <laughs> None. No. I was just thinking, Derek never had a dog, did he? In he had Doc. He had Doc, right. Because I was yeah. like, I, I had a, a moment specifically that I remembered, like, them being in bed and a dog. Yes. Like coming on the bed or something, because I was just like, she doesn't have an, any experience with pets, really, does she? So none. She, um, how she got, was it poison oak or poison ivy on her mm-hmm. vajayjay? Was when she I was do. walking Doc, and she had to pee also, and she stopped in the bushes, and that's when our BFF Bailey helped her out. <laughs> I remember this. I remember this. Yeah. Yes. Uh huh. Yes, R.I.P. Yes, Doc, yes. R.I.P. I really wanted Doc to come to the beach R. last R. season. Oh, I know, I know. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Um, speaking of dogs, there's still no mention of Sam's dog who was in the first season and the first few episodes. Um, does Sam still have said dog? Is oh said God. dog still in the picture? Probably not. But uh, Jackson and our listeners like didn't believe when I was like, yeah, this dog just disappears. You never see it again. That is so funny to me. I feel like that happens on like several series where like either a, a pet or again, another reference to power, a person. <laughs> there was a there was a certain time like on power that like there's a there's a younger daughter mm-hmm. um, in the, the Leeds family that it's like we didn't see for like, I feel like a couple seasons and everyone was just like, where is 
the daughter, I think her name was Jasmine. And it's just like, yeah, it's some, sometimes I wonder, I'm just like, do the writers and does everyone just kind of like hope that people will forget? Like, did they think that we would just forget about Sam's dog and like, I guess or do so. they forget? Or, yeah. Maybe I they know. forget. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I want to know where that dog is. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Maybe Maya's just taking care of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, That is my last miscellaneous note. Do you have any more? Do you have... No, I didn't have I didn't have many miscellaneous notes for this one. So nope. Sam's style this week yes. is Addison's. I call it a purple camo snakeskin blazer. Ooh. I don't quite know what the term is. She's at the hospital with Milo and the oncologist, aka Charlie from Scandal. Yes. and mm. it's a really cute blazer. I feel like I'd wear it today. I feel like anyone oh, would wear it today. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Who's our guest star spotlight? Our guest star spotlight this week is Susan May Pratt, who played my girl, Miss Barbara. Uh-huh. Yes, I was just so blown away by her performance that to me she was she was a shoe-in for our guest star spotlight. Um, but she was born on February 8th, 1974 in Lansing, Michigan. She is five, seven and a half, so she's about the same height as me. You're um, tall. I always forget. You think so, girl? Girl, I swear I went to the doctors one time and they tried to tell me I was 5'6", and I just rebuked that in the name of Jesus. <laughs> and I was like, nah, I've been telling people I'm 5'7 for years, so I'm going to stay 5'7". Thank you. Yeah, that's fine. That's princess height. You're fine. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But she's an actress, of course, and she's known for being in films like 10 Things I Hate About You, Drive Me Crazy, Open Water 2, and Adrift. Um, and some fun facts about her. Um, she plays the piano and the oboe. Oh. don't know many people who play the oboe, so I thought that was very interesting. Um, she attended architectural school at Parsons School of Design. Oh, well-rounded. Okay. Her father is a physics professor at Michigan State University, and she's engaged to actor. They may be married. Actually, they're for sure married by now because it says that they were um, got engaged in 2005. So unless they decided to extend that engagement, I'm sure they are now married <laughs> but to another actor named Kenneth Mitchell. Um, and she gave birth to a baby girl the day after my birthday on July 7th. And her name is Lila Ruby Mitchell. How beautiful. Such a pretty name. I love yeah. that. Lila Ruby. That is so sweet. Um, and uh, a reference to a show that we've talked about several times on this one. She was born on exactly the same day as Seth Green of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <sighs> so, Who yeah. is on um, Grey's as well. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't know He's that. He's one right. with the um, – remember when Lexi's like covered in blood because he – he is like bleeding from his neck and she has to cover yeah. it and they're like yeah. um it shouldn't explode it, it but if it does uh someone has to be with him and sos and that was him yeah oh wow i gotta go back and look mm-hmm. okay yes uh, so that is that is miss well not barbara but miss susan <laughs> I love that. Thank you. Yeah. So our trivia for this episode, Slip Sliding Away. I don't know. I just keep remembering this title for some reason. Like when you asked what episode this is going to be, I couldn't even yeah. remember the number. I said, it's Slip Sliding Away. And when you when you said it, I was just like, I knew. I was like, that's definitely the title of the, yeah. the episode. So I understood. Uh-huh. You were like, what? The memory is Slip Sliding no. Away? <laughs> <laughs> 
I got it. Your sanity is slip sliding away. <laughs> Jury's out. Jury's no. out. Mine. Mine. <laughs> I would go see Sheldon though over Violet at this point. Let's be honest. I don't think I could deal with the bluntness. Right. I don't know. Violet's Violet's on shaky ground right now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe from the basement that uh, we don't know. I wonder if she repaired her floor. Well, I hope so. Because we got haven't that seen all scrubbed up. Yeah, we haven't seen her house since. Mm-mm. Mm. New rug too. Mm-hmm. This episode scored 9.11 million viewers. Ooh. That's high. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty high for mm-hmm. like a like approaching mid-season. Yeah. 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 Um, Tim Daly, Pete, and George Newburn, Dr. Brian Reynolds, a.k.a. Charlie, <laughs> have both voiced Clark Kent and Superman in various animated projects. I thought that was cool. Wow. I can see that. I can so see that. Mm-hmm. And um, since we already know that Sam's dog is um, no longer appearing on the show, I put this here because I think it's not a surprise that, like, Milo isn't just, like, chilling all the time around Addison's house. But why Milo stopped appearing is because Shonda Rhimes' daughter is allergic to cats. Oh, my God. Isn't that a fun fact? I'm not alone. That is so (laughs) crazy. Wow. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And so she was like on the set that often, then I guess. I guess, or maybe uh, like Shonda was bringing it home, like the dander home on her clothes or I something. I see, I see. I don't oh, know. Wow. Yeah, but Aww. it was on IMDb, so it must be true. Right. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, fact check. Yeah, I know that we've mused a lot earlier in the episode, but do mm-hmm. you have any? musings that we haven't yet covered i will go back to my good old buddy dell and i will say that like i just my musing probably it's more of a hope that i just like hope that we see him soon like i i miss him probably selfishly just like miss looking at him because he's so cute but i i do miss his energy in the office and i do feel like he's kind of like kind of like a peacemaker and i think that like pieces needed at this point in the season so maybe he'll he'll circle back just in time i love that yeah. I will do my rating first. Great, great. I was actually really excited about this this week's rating. Yeah, I'm proud of mine as well. Okay, good. Okay, so mine is a designer sample sale at the beach, oh, obviously. Uh, very specific. Always at the beach. Always at the beach. Um, lots of surprises, mm-hmm. both good and bad. And you yes. think you know what you're going to buy, but then you change your mind at the last minute and you get thrown for a loop. Mm. Oh, that's good. That is good. Thank that's you. like me shopping everywhere. Thank <laughs> you. I know, same. And I have some um what what is it when you're like writing an essay and like mm-hmm. the things that prove your point? What are those called? You know what I mean? Um Oh my gosh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's like not not the thesis statement, but you yeah, No, no, no. It is the thesis statement because you're the like thesis... I believe the sky is blue because when you I have to look keep going back yeah. to the thesis, yeah. Mm-hmm. So my thesis mm-hmm. statement is mm-hmm. <laughs> Nay thinks she knows her ethical lines for her job, but Fife mm-hmm. and the Donovans help her mm-hmm. move those lines a little bit. And just oh. when she thinks she's comfortable with that, she sees the genetic implications of, of those embryos and goes mm-hmm. back to her original line. Mm. Mm-hmm. Addison, I love that. Addison is anti-cat. <laughs> yes. Shaking my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at the beginning, but then by the end, she has Milo at her house. Mm-hmm. Barbara and Pete and Violet. Yes. Barbara sees a way out of her engagement and takes it, mm-hmm. keeps running, and doesn't look back. Mm. Mm. Ooh. there's something there's some power and freedom in that and it's just very sad that it like has to like 
hurt somebody else in the process. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're so right. That's exactly what she does. Mm, very good. What's your rating? My rating is Tug of War Ooh. on the beach. On the right. beach. I was very excited about it. Everyone seems to be on polar opposite sides about everything and are fighting for their stance on treatment, personal achievements, etc. Yeah, I think we see it with um, Naomi and Fife. It turned into something, like I said, like it's something that I didn't think was going to happen, but we see it with Addison and Brian. Like I didn't know that it was going to take a turn into like romantic territory, but Mm -hmm. you know, we saw them have their scuffle a little bit when it came to Lily's treatment at the beginning of the episode. Um, and Violet, like I feel like she's kind of in a tug of war with her coworkers about being like, I'm fine, I'm free, when they're just like, you're still healing. Yeah, obviously so, um, not. <laughs> yeah, right. So different different levels of tug of war, but that was like that one, it came to me like so, so naturally. So maybe that's why I was so proud of it. But you know, no, tug of yeah. war is tough, especially when you're playing it on a beach in yeah, the sand. Nothing to hold on to, just slide, slip sliding away. <laughs> they knew their rating was actually tug of war yes which is why the slip slide in the way see guys we just bring everything full circle here we love it here here at the beach house and the baby yes yes we do (laughs) yes we do hilarious how about you tell me your mvp my mvp surprise surprise it was naomi i just like it was i was thought about it too did you yeah i was like i don't know i guess to, to me she seemed like the the obvious choice but um I think because I I felt like she earned it the journey that she had um because she like you said like she had her stance on the situation and she had to learn a lot on the way um and like you said she came back to like what she believed at its core um but I really appreciated the scene that she had with the Donovans and Fife was in the room for that scene as well when she opened up about being fat as a, as a child. And like, and at first I was just like, Oh, it was like, that was like that in and of itself was like information to learn. But when she went deeper about, she was like, you know, saying that basically saying that she was like, I was actually like, you know, obese and I was called every name in the book. And, um, yeah, I just said, I literally said, I said, Audra, Juan, Naomi, I should call her by her character's name. <laughs> Always Audra, though. I go back and forth also. I do. <laughs> they are one. Yes. Um, I said, Naomi, Juan, the tug of war. I said, with heart, honesty, and vulnerability. So um, Bringing it back to yeah. the... I- always full circle love a full circle theme. So that was my MVP. Who was yours? I chose Addison. Of course, I because knew you would. <laughs> I know. Honestly, like I, I'm a sucker for anyone who rescues an animal, especially an animal in need. Very true. So, um, she treats Lily with love and respects that she's ready to go. I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of times we see our doctors not let their patients go into either hospice mm-hmm. or palliative care or anything like that. And she was yes. respectful of the fact that Lily was ready to go. Yeah. And she takes Milo in even when her cousin, even when Lily's cousin offers to take it, to take Milo off of her hands. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, that's my girl. I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Can't be mad. No. And I, I <laughs> full circle. Yeah. 
Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at BHAB Podcast and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor to be the first to hear future episodes. You can find me on Instagram at, at Melissa Clark and on Twitter at, at Melissa with three E's. And you can follow me at Samantha G. Harris on all social media. If you'd like to support Beach Houses and Babies, please consider leaving us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and sharing with a friend. It really helps people learn about the show. Plus, we might read your review on the podcast. You can also become a patron at patreon.com slash BHAB podcast. On our next episode, we'll be discussing Private Practice Season 3, Episode 7. It is available to stream on Netflix and Hulu and can be purchased on iTunes, Amazon, DVD, and more. If you have thoughts you'd like to share with us on these episodes, please DM us on Instagram at BHAB podcast or email us at BHAB podcast at gmail.com to be featured on our listener mail segment. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks. T-G-I-T. <laughs> what, what? Yeah. What, what? <laughs> yeah.